It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Papp is here with you. Let's jump into it. Very busy weekend for Auburn football with, with coaching hires, guys leaving the program, and then just kind of zooming out to Auburn sports in general. Sharif Cooper finally got cleared by the NCAA and um, looks really good against Alabama. So we'll talk about all that today. Pappas, how are you? Doing well, Zach. Doing well. How are you? I'm good, bud. All right, so jumping into some of the hires, Brad Bedell has been named the tight ends coach. Uh, Bedell said, quote, I'm really excited to be part of a tremendous football program like Auburn that has had great tradition and success over the years, working with Coach Harson at Boise State, and the culture he created is something special. I look forward to being a part of that at Auburn. The quality of young men in this program has me excited. I can't wait to get started. So, obviously the jokes kind of write themselves in multiple facets. One is, a lot of Boise State folks coming to Auburn. And then two, uh, as far as the tight ends go, it's like, how relevant will he be? Will his position group get used in the passing game? That's that's kind of the, the, the gist of Auburn fans right now as far as responding to this hire. Yeah, Zach, I think that this is a pretty... I guess looking at the big picture, it's... It's clear that Harson is is plucking the guys that he wants from Boise State, and it seems like they're all following him, which to me shows how much they believe in him. Yeah, and a lot of them, like this guy, are coming to Auburn to take, you know, what is on the surface a worse job, right? Yeah. Like the the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach is coming to Auburn to be the tight ends coach. It's a good point, and he's not the only one doing that. We'll get to more guys in a second. Uh, this uh, this sentence or two is from Auburn Undercover. When Harson went back to Boise State as a program's new head coach in 2014, Bedell jumped to Texas State for two seasons. He then spent one season at Baylor as an offensive quality control analyst and planned to become Lamar's new offensive line coach before Harson plucked him for his Boise State staff in 2017. So, um, another thing that's interesting to me is a lot of these guys, they talk about Harson, you know, when they're, whenever they're talking him up, they mention culture. And we've talked about that before, how he's a big culture guy. And I think, um, I think that's going to be good long-term. I don't know how it's going to be good over the next 12 months as he kind of, you know, puts his fingerprint on the program and gets his guys into the program. It's always kind of interesting to see, what they look for in recruits and all that as you go from coaching or you know coaching staff to coaching staff. But all in all, I, I think this hire makes sense um, with Brad Bedell being the tight ends coach. Brad Lorando has been named Associates Athletics Director and Football Chief of Staff. First off, awesome title. Are you kidding me? Associate Athletics Director and Football Chief of Staff. Doesn't get much cooler than that. He's done the same thing at Boise for forever. We've talked about him before. We assume this. It's now official. And Pappas, I, I like this because he's been at Boise so long, he was a big part of the ascension of the program under Peterson. 
And I think that's valuable in kind of the, the situation that, that Auburn is in currently when they're needing to build a bit. They can't just sustain. They've got to build. So that's why I like that hire so much. I, I agree with what you're saying again, Zach. The um, it, It's clear. Uh, I'm going to echo what I said before. I mean, it's clear that these guys believe in Harson and they believe he's got what it takes and they believe that um, they're picking up what he's putting down. And and it is uh, it's exciting to see, to be honest with you. And I, I really I really hope that it pans out. I'm not really sure what um, what this guy's gonna do on a day to day basis with a job title like that. However, it sounds like he's gonna be Harson's right hand man basically yeah. in the uh, in the front office, if you will. So having a guy Harson's comfortable with and has worked with before and and knows what he's like. Similar to a strength and conditioning coach, I think it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, talk about a step up. I mean, a lot of these guys are getting better jobs. If you have the same job at Boise that you do at Auburn, then that's a that's a step up for sure. Jeff Smetting named Auburn's linebackers coach and running game coordinator. He was Boise's defensive coordinator. Last two seasons at Boise in 2019, he coached outside linebackers. In 2020, he coached inside linebackers. Before Boise, he spent 15 seasons at Eastern Washington, and while he was there, he kind of pretty much coached everything on the defense. So, Jeff Schmetting, I know a lot of folks um, wanted T-Will to stay over linebackers. There still is a chance that um, that T-Will could be named to, to coach outside linebackers. That's kind of the, the running rumor now, but we'll have to see. Yeah, and this is a good example of a guy taking a, uh, a worse position, right? I guess. I guess so, right? I mean, Derek Mason's the defensive coordinator. Uh-huh. So this guy might be the the run game coordinator or whatever, but, I mean, that's one of those things that certainly seems to be a title-only sort of thing. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I bet, and just kind of reading about him and, like, his ascension and all of that, I kind of wonder if the pitch was this guy, like if, if you're Harson and you're talking to Jeff Schmetting and you're saying, hey, you know, Derek Mason's probably going to be here for a year. That's the goal. If he's able to put a good defensive product on the field and then other other places are going to want him as a head coach, you can kind of be the DC in waiting. Maybe that was part of the pitch there. I don't know. I don't know that for sure, but that would not shock me. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me, but... Uh, you know, time will tell. Hopefully, Mason's here longer than a, than a year. <laughs> I mean, may, uh, maybe. I I think uh, I don't know. There's a lot of people like complaining about the hires of Bobo and Mason, only from the sense of they're going to want to be head coaches soon. And I'm like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, other than Muschamp, we haven't really had guys get hired away from us for better gigs, and I think that's kind of a concern when you look at it. So I don't hate I don't hate that. Because that means they did a good job. You want guys that can uh, that that want to succeed. Um, all right, next up, Zach Etheridge named cornerbacks coach. Most recently at Houston, he spent time at Penn State and Georgia Tech, Louisiana. He obviously played college ball at Auburn. Zach Etheridge was um, was one of my favorites growing up watching football. I think he has a lot of character, and I think he's going to be a good recruiter at this level. And I think it's interesting he's coaching corners. He played safety, but. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he can kind of do anything in the in the defensive backfield that's needed of him. Look, Auburn, uh, I think the Auburn cornerbacks coach has a bit of pressure on him just because of the products that they've been able to put on the field. Really good play. 
There's like hardly any drop-off when these top corners leave. You had Noah going the first round. Carlton and Jamel, uh, they won a playoff game this past weekend, and you know they were day two draft picks. And it's like, what's Roger McCreary going to do? That's still up in the air. But whoever's coaching corners at Auburn, I think there's a little bit of pressure there. Yeah, Zach, and you mentioned this right before we uh, turned the microphones on, but you know he played safety at Auburn, and he's going to be the cornerbacks coach at Auburn now. And we, uh, it seems odd before they have. <laughs> it, it seems odd that they that they would bring him in as the safeties coach, or I mean, as the cornerbacks coach before they've hired someone to be the safeties coach. Yes. And he was a corners coach at Houston, which is where he was most recently. So maybe that's where he's kind of zoned in at. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's where he feels most comfortable. I don't know. I don't know, but I got a feeling he's going to be a really good recruiter. I think he's going to be a high energy guy. I think, Parents that you know, and folks that let them into let him into their living room to talk about Auburn. He's going to be able to talk about it from a multiple fronts. He's going to be able to talk about it from a coaching standpoint, from a culture standpoint. And you know, he played and was very successful at Auburn. And then he's got that story about that neck injury where he was paralyzed for a little bit and had to fight back. So I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going on. I think he's going to be a really, really valuable asset to this coaching staff. I'm a big fan of Zach Etheridge, the person, and I look forward to seeing more of Zach Etheridge, the coach, moving forward. Cadillac is back. Obviously love him. It was really cool to see the energy behind that announcement that he would be returning as Auburn's running backs coach, and it almost felt like Auburn hired him again because folks were so excited to see him stick around on the planes. So um, I think that's good that Caddy's coming back. I totally agree with you. Totally agree. And our uh, our assistant our alumni assistant coaches count is officially at two that's right and um i'm excited to see how much that count grows yeah i hope it grows by at least one more with t will um i'd like cody i don't think cody's coming back that's just the gut feeling i've got but we'll see we'll see what's boise's wide receiver coach doing these days you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) do they hate us does boise say hate auburn right now I don't think so. I mean, I mean, it's not abnormal for when a coach to leave him to like want to bring in. But Harson was just there staff. for so long, and Harson played there. It's like, are they mad at us? I don't care, but I am curious. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There were also more articles over the weekend about Steele officially leaving the coaching staff. So I don't know how long we're going to write about Kevin Steele, but he's not coming back. He's not coming back. All right. Uh, today's show brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. First off, Pappas, congratulations to your Cleveland Browns. Incredible game. I looked at the the spread, uh, the BetOnline.ag spread uh, this morning, and you guys are like a 10-point dog next week. How do you feel about that? I mean, we're playing the Chiefs, so. Well, if you watch what uh, what Cleveland did last night, and you're like, "Hey, they can control the football, they can force turnovers, and you know they're a physical-minded team," those are really the three things that you need to uh, to beat the Chiefs. If you're like, "Yeah, they can do it again," I think ten points is too much. You can go to uh, Locked On. Uh, nope, you can use promo code Locked On when you sign up for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Promo code Locked On for a fifty percent welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, 
And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Moving on away from coaching news, we got some players leaving. First things first, DJ Williams has entered the transfer portal, which is interesting because it really looked like he had his prime situation um, as far as um, playing time next year, but that is not the case. DJ Williams will not be at Auburn next year. It's definitely interesting, Zach, but I think the bigger deal here is that it's going to leave Auburn with two scholarship running backs, right? Tank and, and Shivers, yeah. Uh, that does not seem like enough. So hopefully Auburn can can find some other guys to bring in. Um, this makes sense to me. I mean, he's not going to be the starting running back again. Yeah, he's not going to be the workhorse. He's not. I mean, like it's Tank's job to lose. Mm-hmm. So, um, with with Tank pretty much being the clear cut starter, and then Sean Shivers, I'm. I, pretty much being the clear-cut number two guy, in my mind at least. Um, it pretty much limits DJ to, to that third-down blocking role. And so uh, I, I this makes sense to me. I don't know. I mean, I don't I'm blame the guy. About the- I'm right there with you. Hey, there, there are rumblings that Shivers may leave, but we said this a year ago, and, you know, he stayed. But, you know, there's rumblings there too. If I'm a, if I'm a high school running back – that has Auburn on the radar, and there's been some communication there. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm kind of seeing. Okay, what's going on? What's going on there? Also, if I'm a grad transfer running back, I, I'd be super attracted to this position. But we'll have to see. They're going to have to get somebody. Like you can't go into the season with two running backs, especially when those two backs have battled injuries before. And it's like you know, it, I don't know. It just puts so much pressure on Tank. And, like, there was pressure on him last year, and, you know, he, he got hurt on, like, a dirty tackle against Tennessee. So it's just what happens there. Also, uh, Big Cat Bryant announced he is transferring. Our biggest talking point about Big Cat Bryant this offseason was going to be, or so far, was it was he going to the NFL or not? I didn't really account for the idea of him possibly transferring, but here we are. He will not play at Auburn next year, and he will not play for an NFL team next year. Yeah, Daquan, Newkirk, uh, same situation, right? Yep, yep. Both of those guys transferring out. So Auburn losing a ton of depth on the defensive front next year. Yeah. I mean, on the bright side for Auburn, both of those guys kind of stunk this season. And so we'll uh, we'll see how they can reload. I mean, Derek Hall and Colby Wooden were better than those two guys this past season. And obviously they're going to still be staying. They'll be starters next year. But I just don't... Um, I would still rather have them in the locker room and have them as depth pieces. It's going to be interesting to see what the defensive line rotation looks like. Rodney Garner liked to use a ton of guys. It's going to be interesting to see if Auburn's next defensive line coach, assuming it's not Rodney Garner, what that's going to look like up front. Um, I don't know. I I would prefer to have those guys. Probably more Newkirk than Big Cat. I'm I'm surprised Newkirk, because Newkirk committed Auburn twice, right? Like He signed with Auburn. Didn't get in, went the junior college route, and then came back. Like he worked so hard and so long to get there. 
and now he's transferring out. And, and once again, it's like if you're threatened, you know, if you feel threatened for your playing time or your position and all that, and you want to get more tape on the field or more tape for, you know, for NFL guys to get to the next level, I get it. Do what you need to do. But I could see that more for Big Cat than I could for Daquan. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's a big deal. I think losing both of those guys up front is a big deal. These guys are just like the poster children for guys we are expecting to take the next step that just didn't. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, it matters. Like, you, you'd rather have them on your team than not have them on your team. But, I mean, it's not like they were particularly great SEC defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. They're role players. And Auburn's got a, a whole slew of defensive line role players on the team. Like you said, Rodney Garner liked to play a ton of guys. I mean, they played, what, 12 defensive linemen last season? They rotate like crazy, man. So, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Auburn's going to be okay on that one. I feel like the DJ departure is more important because Auburn doesn't have backup running backs. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Uh, then our last one, Grant Calcaterra. He was the Oklahoma tight end that was part of Auburn's signing class as he was going to transfer to the Tigers. He is now not transferring to Auburn. So, no Grant Calcaterra. Didn't he sign an LOI? Yeah, but I think they'll, they let him out of that kind of stuff with coaching changes and all that. But, okay. I don't, obviously, I don't know that much about the situation. I'm just a little, I'm confused mainly because he signed the LOI after Malzahn was fired. So, like, I'm, I don't know. I, like, I don't know why they let him out of it. Like, they knew he was, like, he knew it wasn't Malzahn. So. I don't know. If you don't want a guy to be on your like if the te- guy don't want to be on your team, like you don't want him here. Like, True. What, what's, what's the benefit some... of like forcing him to stay? Like I, I don't think there is one. Bad PR. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that they'll yes, but I, I guess there being some sort of penalty. Like the other one has to mean something. Otherwise there's not really a purpose behind it. Yeah. Right? I don't know if it has to mean anything, but should it? Maybe. Uh, I don't We've talked about recruiting before and all this stuff, man. It's just like, once they're here, I'll talk about them. <laughs> I don't know. There's other shows that cover recruiting a lot better than we do. Um, today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com to uh, order the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. It's new and improved. All the bars are covered 100% in chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. I've got uh, my Built Bars. I got an email last night saying that they would get here today, so I'm hype about that. Uh, but, I mean, you look at all these bars, they're, uh, they're actually good for you. They taste like a candy bar. You can lose or maintain weight with these bad boys. They're all uh, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Some of them uh, really uh, match the keto diet, too, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, you can go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, Pappas, let's talk a little basketball just for uh, just for a second. While Auburn did lose to Alabama 94-90, to the NCAA finally cleared Sharif Cooper. Cooper played 32 minutes, scored 26 points, and it is very clear that Auburn's offense is significantly better when Sharif Cooper is on the floor. Uh, yeah, they scored 90 points. Yep. Yep. Obviously, if, they gave up 94, but like, you know, whatever. They scored 90. Yeah. Um, if you would have told me going into this that Auburn scored 90, I would have told you that they won. So, I think it's just going to take time for Bruce Pearl to get that style of defense um, implemented into this team. And it's going to take time. They're young, but when you just look at like the, the potential of what kind of team defense these guys can play, these long, long, massive dudes, super athletic, once it clicks, and we've seen this in the past where it just seems like it happens overnight where it just clicks with these Bruce Pearl teams where like, oh, all of a sudden they're playing good defense. It's going to happen. It's going to happen in time, and it'll probably be in about three or four weeks. Yeah, and I mean, it's also an, a NATO offense. Like, they're going to score points. Yeah. Um, to me, it was pretty obvious during this game. You just saw Sharif Cooper and really the whole team get more and more comfortable as the game went on. Mm-hmm. And when you add in the fact that, you know, probably their best player up to this point has been Justin Powell, and he wasn't playing still. So, like, you know. Shreve Cooper matters a lot, and that that comfort level that really seemed to click, I don't know, near the end of the first half. Um, it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is uh, exciting. You know, there there were moments where Cooper and Flanagan were on the floor at the same time. There were a lot of minutes where they were on the floor at the same time that they meshed really well. Flanagan went six of twelve, three of six from uh from three for nineteen points. And then the best game of JT Thor's Auburn career, 23 minutes, 4-7 from the field. Uh, he had 15 points. He also had nine rebounds and uh, four blocks. And it's just like, okay, I mean, Sharif Cooper's making everyone better. And I don't want to take any credit away from JT Thor because he was – JT Thor is the story of Saturday's game if Sharif Cooper doesn't come back. You know what I mean? Because, like, JT Thor was – Incredible. When you think about Thor, like he really should be playing high school ball. Like he had to reclassify to get into the signing class. And when you look at it from that perspective, where it's like that guy's a year behind, like where he should be, it's like, oh my goodness gracious, he's talented. So, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about. And it's weird because you lose to Alabama, but everybody in the Auburn world is like, okay. All right, I think things are getting back to normal. Like uh, Jaws and I did um, did after the game basketball on ESPN one hundred six seven. Uh, doing the we did the post game show right after this game, and like all the calls were like, "Hey, yeah, I know we lost, but like that was really fun. Like, okay, we got Cooper back. That's great. Hey, JT Thor looks amazing. I mean, Dylan Caldwell. I mean, everything is starting to come together. Uh, everything's going to be fine. And it's just weird because when you lose to Alabama, you expect Auburn fans to be totally bummed. But there's a lot to be pumped about. Yeah, it's one of those situations, Zach, where you're like, hey, there are no moral victories. But there kind of are. And like everyone who's ever said that phrase before, but here's all these things that make it a moral victory. Yeah. You're right, though, man. You're right. And when you. This thing is a moral victory, but uh, we're really excited about how we played, and uh, that was awesome. And uh, yeah, great. We're pretty happy. (laughs) No, you're right, man. You're right. 
And uh, I just want to, I just want to like poop on the NTA for a second. So the fact that he's cleared means they didn't find anything, and so all of this was just a total waste, which was expected, right? We knew there wasn't anything there. It's just the, his dad has a lot of money and he bought him a car, and it's just like, one, it's a little messed up. It's a tad racist, and I, I, I just, Sharif is never going to hear anything from the NCAA, and it's just, it is. It is so wrong. It is so wrong. When you talk about their big thing is doing what's best for the student-athlete, and it's just like, this? That's not what's best for the student-athlete. Are you kidding me? It was awesome that he returned against Alabama, though. Like, that's cool. That's great. But outside of that, it's just like, it's just so messed up. So, so messed up. Yeah, I don't really understand why also he he can't play until the investigation's over. Right. Because I'm out here like, you know, if you, um, I don't know, if, if, if like you're getting investigated by the police or something, they don't arrest you and then gather evidence on you. I think the NCAA would tell you that they are stronger than the police. Because that's who the NCAA are. Yeah, except they're not an investigative body and they do investigations all the time. It doesn't make any sense. They're losers. They're a bunch of people that are just absolute losers and they're finally in positions of power they've never had before. And they're like, yes, let's ruin or let's negatively impact amateur athletes' lives. Makes me so mad. I, I can't stand them. I just don't like people like that. Let's get that out of here. Okay. All right. Where can people find you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter. At Couch Potato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. Yeet! It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.